0: For you, making sure that they have some knowledge of like a a dual identity, as it were, for you maybe that's not such an important thing for your kids?
1: No, it's not. I would say it's, it's not really that important.
0: to another somewhat echoey episode of the Dad Club Japan podcast. I am in the southern ward of Fukuoka City in a neighborhood called Nagazumi. You can kind of hear uh, the cars outside, it's a nice sunny day. Today I'm recording in the main classroom of the newly opened, well by the time you hear this it will have been opened, uh, Sunshine English School in Fukuoka, and I'm here to chat with Stephen. Also, I'm here to first and foremost uh, congratulate Stephen and his wife on the opening of their no- new school. So, uh, congratulations, Stephen, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, it's good to be here, and yeah, thanks for coming today. I appreciate setting this all up
0: and we're here to talk about uh how you help your your own kids uh maintain their maintain their dual identities and um because we're here in japan and uh the the reason why i wanted to talk about this today is because recently i've been having my own issues with uh my older son who who studied you know english at a school we both know well yeah (laughs) he was a teacher there um Mm -hmm. For six years, yeah, uh, he studied English, and then he, uh, every day, you know, mm. for like four or five hours a day, and it yeah. was great. And then as soon as he got into elementary school, yeah. you know, six months later, his Japanese has outpaced his English. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> so. Wow. And and now it's it's a struggle to get him to engage in English. I uh-huh. mean he, he uses it and he, he's naturally fine with it. He, yeah. There's no problem. But he just doesn't enjoy reading English as much anymore yeah, yeah. and his the Japanese right. side of his identity has taken over yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. How do we help our kids engage with their their other side, your your, your in your case your yeah. your British side when, you know, they're not having as much interaction with English speaking people and they're going right. to a Japanese school. So mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to talk about today and to yeah. kind of see how you deal with this. Your son's a little bit older, but yeah. in a few years, he's like 10 now ish, yeah, it's 10 10? years old, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you've had a few extra years to, to navigate and uh, this, yeah. this kind of dilemma, I guess. So, right at any rate, uh, that's what I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. today. And uh, but before that, uh, maybe you could introduce yourself a little yeah, bit, sure. yeah, sure, for the listeners. Thanks,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm Steve, uh, I'm uh, British, I came to Japan about 10 years ago. Uh, my wife wanted to come back to Japan, uh. Right right now, I'm 38 years old. Uh, as soon as I came, I started to work as an English teacher, and I've been working as an English teacher e- ever since, uh, basically. Except, I mean, on, on the side, I was doing electronics, as you, you're aware, and uh, also selling various Japanese goods and stuff. So I've had a bit of a mix of stuff here, and it's been a great journey, uh, yeah, so far, so... Yeah, that's, that's me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, let me
0: ask you a, uh, I don't know,
1: a, a weird question
0: mm. in, introduction-wise. Uh, how would your wife describe you?
1: Funny. Uh, maybe challenging to talk to sometimes. Uh, confusing, I would say. Friendly. Wily. <laughs> Although she probably doesn't know the word. But I imagine she knows the Japanese version of the word. Like the coyote, I mean. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly like the <a> coyote, <laughs> right, right. Up oh, to tricks. Yeah, right yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like when you come to Japan, you kinda of have to be wily, right? To get around mm. the uh, well, to get around everything, right? To survive. So kind of like it's sure. quite an important uh, thing to develop if you're if you're moving from country to country, you have to be absolutely uh, wily, not, not cunning but mm-hmm. wily definitely you have to and, uh, be persistent a... I guess yeah. persistent yeah and, definitely. Uh, yeah definitely
0: yeah huh. okay well that's, uh, that's a good uh, trait to, to have I guess when you're in another country obviously you know yeah be able to navigate all the, the cultural barriers that we encounter daily mm. <laughs> um, right what, uh, what kind of barriers have you encountered recently and you uh this, Bam, yes, this school, uh, I imagine hasn't been an easy uh, go of it, or maybe it has.
1: Maybe right. It has. So for me personally, I, I didn't like liaise in Japanese with any of the people that helped us get this place. Uh, my wife did like 95 percent of it. I, I had to give some input, but it's, it's complex information that had to be exchanged.
0: That's very interesting. You, you mentioned that about uh, your wife uh, doing 95% of the, the, uh, the paperwork, I guess, so to speak. I mean, I'm no stranger to having my wife do lots of the, uh, the paperwork for everything, basically. Yeah. I mean, it, that seems to be a pretty common narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is that true for you most of the time? Your, your wife takes care of that sort of that side of things
1: yeah uh, apart from the application forms for, for loans and stuff I'm the name on the, the the application form so I have to write the address in, in kanji uh, so I've probably written the Japanese address maybe I don't know 50 times I would say <laughs> over the past 5 years so it's been quite, <laughs> quite good practice <laughs> right, right yeah
0: yeah everyone's got their uh there's strengths and weaknesses and I think for for us being foreigners here Mm. (laughs) Japanese paperwork is probably not our strength Yeah, right, yeah For most of us, uh, you know, the mm. the people that I know here there's two or three foreigners I know that could handle the paperwork but beyond that the majority of us I think would probably struggle mightily
1: Yeah, I'm sure there are some people that could handle it well and be proud of the fact but I think it takes a lot of study uh, and I think it's yeah, difficult to devote that a level of time. I, the people that I've met that are Japanese is f- like fluent, including a good friend. He, he went to university here, and he was here before he got married, before he had kids and stuff. So it kind of... That sort of... Most of the guys I've met that are really fluent and can read and stuff, they either went to university or, or they're here in their early mid-twenties early twenties before responsibility of life kicked in <laughs> and I came here my, I had a young son as well and I had all of the uh, not ambition but the desire to, to want to learn Japanese and when I had time on my hands before I had like, full, full employment I was I was like writing kanji down and uh, then I was like just looking at the stroke order and mem- playing video games in Japanese and memorizing uh, certain things, but yeah, just as soon as you get into the work life, uh, exhausted, go to sleep, wake up, kids are shouting. Uh, mode of life, I think it's hard to yeah to dedicate that much time. Like you just get lost in there, and when you're an English teacher as well, you definitely. Definitely, you become more inclined to to avoid it because you, you're working in an English environment and everyone's speaking English around you, and it's kind of like a like a an echo chamber of sorts, right? So you're just you're thinking, okay, well, this is the only language I really need to learn or really need to know, which is you know inaccurate, really, because there's there's emergency situations uh, and also yeah to to you know, have a conversation and and understand culture and uh, things along those lines, so.
0: Um, So, uh, what kind of a father are you,
1: in a nutshell? Well, uh, I would say, I'm not a strict father, I'm, I'm a friendly father, I'd say, like, I, I kind of like to give my kids uh, guidance, rather than uh, ultimatums, you know? I don't want to say, you must do this or else, you know? I want them to really think about and consider many different possibilities. I want them to think for themselves and learn from their own mistakes. So I would say I'm not a really, I'm not a disciplinarian. So I'm going to say all the things that I'm not first. But yeah, uh, uh, I'm a friend to my kids. Like, I guess there's a, a fine line to walk between being a dad and a friend because they kind of, you can undermine your own authority sometimes when you're too much of a friend. Uh, so it's, it's difficult, but I would say, yeah, I find that line hard to walk, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I, I make my kids laugh. I try to keep their spirits up. I try to teach them, like, Life things, you know, like ideas about life rather than uh, math and reading. I mean, I read to my kids every day Mm. uh, and my daughter every day because uh, she's the one that uh, screams for me, so I don't (laughs) have a a choice. (laughs) She cries if I go to read to my son, so... Uh, Yeah, so I'm fairly dedicated to, you know giving them as much input as possible you know like to creative sort of input not like educational uh regimented structured learning at home you know i just Mm -hmm. want them to be able to just relax with me and uh yeah enjoy conversation have fun and yeah use their imagination uh, to 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 think of things you know Mm. uh have to solve problems maybe with their imagination rather than from learning Mm. like this is how I was told this is how to solve this situation Mm. I want them to really approach things themselves I'm not sort of going to stand in their way Uh, I don't try to protect them too much from getting hurt as well you know so Mm. they're always out like playing like we have a trampoline in the back garden so we just let them kind of we let them loose you know let Mm. them uh, if they get hurt they're kind of you know it's just part of the part of the 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 flow of things
0: yeah part of life experience right right learning you know that it hurts when you uh, fall off a swing or something right yeah you gotta learn the hard way with a lot of things I guess yeah um so let me come back to this uh, this idea of dual identity, and uh, sure. you know, do your obviously uh, you being from uh, the UK, mm-hmm. um, do you have any kind of traditions or some way of helping them, mm-hmm. helping to remind them that they have this other side of an identity that they can tap into?
1: I I. I'm not too, so I, don't, I can't define Britishness. Uh, I mean, maybe someone else can, outside mm-hmm. my culture, but for me it's just part of like the fabric of me, so I can't see it. Mm-hmm. The same way I don't know what my voice sounds like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, uh, really, like, I can't, it's hard to judge yourself, and uh, that's like a, feels like a sort of, yeah, an immutable characteristic, like, I don't know what my hair colour looks like to other people. I don't know what my Britishness is, you know, I can't yeah. define it. So it's kind of like, I'm happy for my kids to, to grow up and sort of be unaware of, of Britishness, if it's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 when I came here, I kind of felt less British, I would say. I felt more like, I don't want to, I don't even know if it's a cliche, but like I felt more worldly in a way. Like I just, I'd left maybe some of that Britishness behind because I felt like it's just, you know, uh, sheer happenstance that you're born hmm. in this country and it, I could have been born anywhere. Sure. And I grew up, you know, in the, that culture and I guess it's defined me in a certain way but I couldn't define what is defined <laughs> hmm. so it's yeah, it's, yeah.
0: okay well, that's, that's a very interesting point I mean I, so it sort of sounds like for you making sure that they have some knowledge of like a, a dual identity as it were for you maybe that's not such an important thing for your kids it's...
1: no it's not I would say it's, it's not really that important. I, I want them to. So, I want them to understand that they're not one hundred percent Japanese, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. In in the sense that their dad is not Japanese. Mm. So, when Louis went to school in the first year, he he got called Gaijin mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times or Gai Kokujin, and because he has freckles as well on his face. Mm. He, They said, butsu, butsu, a couple of times. So he came back and there was a little bit of uh, self-loathing, you know, Mm -hmm. like he was upset because he'd been sort of singled out as uh, like a guy kokujin, if you like. So he started to question me a lot and then question himself a lot. And I guess he started like became self-conscious, like literally became self-conscious that in that first grade. So, uh, yeah, in that I mean, I never really... Maybe before I was more... Wanted to make more of a concerted effort to... Uh, teach him about his British side. But then, after that... Uh, after that, I... Uh, yeah, after my, my son sort of came back and he had that, you know... It, it did make me maybe reflect a little bit and think it's less important to sort of uh, prop up that, that other side of them and it's better to just look after them as, as a whole human being mm. in the situation that they're in and just explain I'm from a different culture if they tell you uh, you know oh, you're gynecoccal then just say okay uh, you know what, there's nothing I can do about that that's just who I am and you know if you have a problem it's, it's your problem it's, it's hard to really yeah I I don't want to yeah push any sort of alternative identity onto him at a young age because he might get really confused about Mm. oh I'm British maybe maybe I'm not the same as them or whatever where he should feel like he can work it out for himself and then if he gets older maybe he'll want to go to live in Texas, right? Mm. And be a cowboy. <laughs> and he might end up, you know, uh, finding somewhere that fits his, his way of thinking for his life. Mm. And I think that's, that's kind of... Yeah, I, I don't even know how to begin to... I'm sure there's some things that are sort of part of me mm. that are British and... My culture, I'll, I'll give that to him anyway, like naturally. Hmm. So I don't know if I can like take aspects of Britishness and sort of pass them on to him. be uh, so. Yeah, I don't. I haven't really done that.
0: It's it's interesting you should mention about um, making your your kids confused. I guess hmm. you know at, at some point with the the notion of. Uh, Another identity, right? And rather just, rather than focusing on you know a, a separate identity or a double identity, rather just having them, you know, completely integrate into science, society as they are right. as a whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that comes back to uh, uh, another uh, guest on the show, a friend, uh, Greg had mentioned um, in his research for his uh, his doctorate. Yeah, he had done some research into um what factors help people integrate into a society better in Japan and one thing he found was that uh I hope I'm getting this right but from what I remember from our conversation was that he he found that like you like you said yourself, it can be confusing for especially young children when they're given this uh, given the notion of, of having two languages and they they withdraw inside and some of them can be even more uh, uh, introverted uh-huh. and uh, it can have a, a detrimental effect on their development as a, a child. and what some kids prefer to do or they, he discovered was that they uh, they, they uh, express themselves through more bod- bodily movements rather than through uh, speaking I guess and they communicate in that way but you know that that's all fine and dandy as it, as it is uh, for me I I really want my 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 sons to be aware that you know, there, there's a specific reason why they're different for everyone else you know and that it. Um, I, I want to help them grow into that a little bit more, and I want to make sure that they don't lose that other sense of their identity. You know, because it's unfortunately in Japan. You know, like I don't know, ninety six, ninety seven percent of the population is like one hundred percent Japanese. Yeah, yeah. And we're always going to stand out a little bit, and you know that that's hard to. Hard to escape from that. Mm-hmm. And so rather than trying to escape it, rather I, I I wish I'm hoping that my own kids can kind of embrace it, you know. Yeah. And and not only that, but you know, being um being having access to their family in Canada, you know, it's yeah. it's getting smaller as the years go on. But uh, you know, their, their grandmother is in Canada and uh um I my brother, their uncle and their cousins, and that's you know, there's this whole other side that is open for them, you know, yeah. should they should they choose to explore it. And for me I've always found that the, the children I've met in, in my numerous years of teaching English as well, the the more rounded, well rounded children had an idea of the outside world. You know, they uh-huh. weren't Enclosed in their community and there's nothing wrong with being enclosed in your community and and having a a vibrant sense of identity in your own little community, but having a wider perspective and especially, you know Being born into it. It sounds like a white privilege type of thing, but you know I mean we can't choose where we were born into right, you know, we don't have that choice, so you know, you try to embrace whatever identities you have, and for them, it's, you know, they're Canadian, Japanese, and I I really want them to acknowledge and be aware and and just realize that they have this whole other identity that they can tap into Uh in the future or now, and I just don't want them to forget that. And I, you know, I I guess for me, I, I never have felt or continue to not feel ever 100% like part of any community that I'm in here just because I'm yeah. an outside and I'm never going to completely understand it fully and ah. all the power for my kids if yeah. they can and th- ah. that'd be awesome and I hope they will and I'm mm. sure they will you know yeah. um, but at the same time I just want them to remember that they have that other side of them yeah so I don't know. I guess I don't really have a question for you. But no, <laughs> it no. It's, of, well, it's it's good yeah. to
1: have different views on things, right? That's why we mm-hmm. have a conversation, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess there there goes my whole topic out the window. <laughs> <laughs> the next question. Have I have murdered I <laughs> st- the next question? Yeah. Steve, you don't care. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of, of course That's you care. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just on the phone. My topic. <laughs> I should have researched my...
1: <laughs>
0: my <laughs> got a little bit better. <laughs> All right. So, are you happy in Japan, Steve?
1: Uh Yeah, yeah. To Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. I would mm-hmm. say so. Yeah. 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 What uh, what
0: kind of things make you happy or what what sticks out for you the most that you enjoy, you know? The
1: the uh, the social harmony, I think is is quite uh an attractive thing because mm-hmm. knowing that my kids are safe, uh knowing that my kids are happy and playing in the park knowing that there's very low risk of danger for the kids you know that's really reassuring i mean ha- yeah contentment i think mm. i would say you know it it because you can rest on the contentment and you can that gives you that you can smile at least right if you're content and that right. that's your happiness right so mm. i would say contentment you can have it in Japan, more so than most other countries, because the society is stable, and a stable society is sta- safe and stable. And if you want anything, if you described what you wanted from a country, you would the first thing you sh- you would say, you should say, is a stable society, sure. a stable economy, and a safe place to live. And I think like I- I've got western friends and when we get together everyone moans about nitpicks about the small things in japan but when you just when you look at the big picture mm. it's that's the most crucial part that it is a really safe really mm. stable country with good opportunity for for just about everyone right that everyone and a low cost to living to a certain extent you know you can rent a whole apartment for $400, right, in mm-hmm. in some cities, and it's just unthinkable in many <laughs> countries, Yeah, know? it's like... Yeah, that's for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Stability is important, for yeah. sure, you know, safety,
0: stability, mm-hmm. yeah, access to everything you need. Yeah. Yeah. It's great life that uh, our kids are growing up and, and have here. Right. Huh. Well, okay. Um, seems my topic was a bit of a bomb today. Oops. Ah. <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, just—I uh, guess uh, I should be more aware that uh, obviously people have different perspectives, and I—I I was hoping to get some some insight into ah. how you might uh, uh, help your kids with their their second. Language. Okay, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not. I'm coming back to the topic. I'm coming back yeah. to it. Um, English. Yeah. Obviously, you you opened up this English school here. Yeah. Uh, you want your children mm. to engage in English, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what strategies do you have to help them? enjoy English here because let's be honest the Japanese school system really sucks the enjoyment out of learning English here
1: I heard that from Shogaku it kind of gets a bit like that but the Shogaku Shogaku that Lee goes to my son Mm. he he really enjoys it and they get a lot of freedom and he loves it and he plays basketball like four days a week but I I heard they get them to knuckle down a bit Mm. in uh, middle school Right yeah it
0: becomes very test and uh result based right. focused and yeah. i I've, I've worked in junior high schools before, uh. and i've seen just the the enjoyment of English get sucked right out of kids because uh. it's it's not uh, a communicative approach mm. um, so while kids are young yeah you know they're they're going to come here and they're going to learn some english what uh do you have like a Strategy for your own children about how you want them to learn yeah. English? Or?
1: So, I I mean, I've read most of like Roald Dahl's books to my kids mm. and Great. I'm going through Harry Potter mm-hmm. with uh, the movies and, and books as well at the moment and C.S. Lewis as well. So, what I would like them to do is have this real uh, be heavily influenced by I mean, that is British as well but if they have this uh, ability to think creatively and use their imagination well, I think they can get through uh, these really te- like testing times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when they're doing the tests and stuff like that, they can sort of maybe escape it a little bit more than, than the, uh, the other kids here that have been sort of, They haven't been given a chance Uh, I mean my take on it I I don't know every Japanese parent or Japanese family but I feel like some of the kids don't get a chance to make any decisions for themselves at all ever Mm. and then they get through the school system and then they end up as an adult that's highly qualified highly intelligent but has no idea how to choose things for themselves Mm. has no idea how to overcome an issue like a a real solid difficult problem like a a serious crimes being committed against them or uh, they have serious uh, emotional problems with a partner or something like that or they're they're having like hard times at work or the real world hit them basically and they've come out of this system where they've been told what to do each and every time and they had to learn this way to pass this test and Mm -hmm. then they got to the end of it you know, that's why I think like literature's good to escape mentally, mm. and also it gives them sort of a—they're they're like real life situations, and they're always playing in your head. And those kids, they can always reflect back onto those to get some. I'm not saying Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is going to give <laughs> my kids uh, the, the edge in yeah. in school, but it, it will give them some sort of escape to be able to use their imagination that, that, that's my hope anyway I don't know for me when I was younger I, I read all the Roald Doll books as well and it was really life changing I would say I know it sounds
0: I, I agree 100% oh. I, I read all the Roald wow. Dull books as well uh. I'm reading uh, right now I'm reading to my son uh, Danny the champion of the world okay yeah yeah it's great uh. I, I love Roald Doe uh. books and for me you know as a kid that, that really opened up my mind and like you know sure escapism right yeah. I mean mm. I guess escapism. you could uh you could uh, call that your strategy for yeah. <laughs> helping your kids get through English, you know? Is yeah. Helping them escape the, the reality that they're in and, you know, mm-hmm. go into an uh, adventure of uh, literature. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm getting a little carried away with that no, <laughs> example. But no, that's, uh, that's great. I, uh, yeah. It's good to hear. So, you, you read to your, uh, your children a lot in English and that's...
1: Yeah, more so to my daughter. Okay, really? but I read to Louis he loves mm. James and the Giant Peach uh, fantastic Mr. Fox mm. and the Twits they love. They both love the Twits so the Twits okay Yeah. I if know, I was reading me. the Twits they'd both I could read to both of them and they'd both enjoy that so okay
0: yeah I really loved that huh it's really funny what uh Ship gears a little bit here. Mm. What uh, what goals do you have for uh, the school here? I, I love how it looks. Mm. It's, uh, Thank it's you. It's bright, it's spacious, it's yeah. colorful, mm. it's uh, a lot of sound. A well, lot of sound in here. Yeah, yeah. Echoing. It's yeah, not echoing. great for video interviews. <laughs>
1: no. but it might be good for teaching, so <laughs> yeah. hopefully. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm sure it will be. It, it looks good. It looks and sounds good. Cheers. I appreciate it. Yeah do you have a uh, some sort of a, a curriculum that you'll be using or yeah 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 we do yeah okay. so something you've developed yourself or you've tapped into a little bit of here a little bit of there right exactly
1: yeah. yeah so it's essentially uh i mean everything that i've learned over the past 8 to 10 years i feel very uh positive about it because i've had you know, a lot of time to think it over, a lot of time to produce stuff, and I've got good resources now for where to find information, you know, Mm -hmm. how to uh, convey it to the kids, Mm -hmm. you know, so in a simple and effective digestible manner, you know, like Mm -hmm. without being too overwhelming. I don't want it to be fancy, I just want it to be practical. From what I've seen, Ninety percent of uh ninety percent of the ability for kids to speak English is the dedication of the teacher and mm. the ability to convey the information in a in a way that's understandable, you know. Mm, sure.
0: Understandable, entertaining. Entertaining, yes. Yeah. Lighthearted, yeah, not too mm. serious.
1: Mm. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh. What uh, do you have any goals for the, the school? Like, say, I don't know, do you have like a where do you see the school in five years from now?
1: It's, it's, I, I don't like to tempt fate too much, right? But of course, like privately, you know, like when I'm in the bath, like, of course, I have, I have, I have uh, yeah, dreams. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, firstly, I'm, this is really important. This, I want this, this school to just function extremely well Mm. and I want the staff to be happy I know ideal world Mm -hmm. but I want the staff to be happy I want the school to run very smoothly Mm. I want everything to just I want this school to run perfectly before I even think about opening a second branch Mm -hmm. because if I expand out Mm. if I expand out a bad idea it will it will just you know it's just it's just spreading a bad idea everywhere so I just want to make sure sure if this place works really well Mm. I will move on to, to maybe open a second branch. For now, that, that's all I'm really considering in the short term. So beyond that, I mean, I've got like creative ideas with music and uh, making YouTube videos and stuff like that. And if I get staff in here, I want to get them involved in it as well. You know, the, the native speakers. Uh, maybe some Japanese stuff if we do some bilingual videos, you know, mm. some English singing and then translated into Japanese with subtitles and stuff. But yeah, I mean, f- yeah, like I said, first of all, I want to focus on this business and not get too carried away because if I lose focus mm. on all those other things, I've got a million ideas right. in my head. But yeah, I'd rather. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to talk about them, but they are <laughs> just they're just bath, bath time dreams you know at the sure. moment yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's great well I think it's going to be awesome I mean you're uh, a great guy yourself very uh, you. very personable and ah. very friendly you know kids love you and uh, it's bright spacious mm. nice sounding school here so I, mm. I wish you the best of luck cheers thank you I'm sure it's going to do great and yeah uh, Speaking of YouTube, um, I'll come back to the podcast, you know. (laughs) Uh, This is going to be a first attempt at Uh uh, throwing up a a video of our conversation on uh, on YouTube. Obviously, you'll still be able to find the podcast there, and I hope uh, you'll have a listen to it when it's all finished. Yeah, I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you and the other thirty-two <laughs> listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be good <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, thanks for playing along today. Oh, no. No, thank and, you. Uh, for coming. Really, I uh, wish you the, the the most best success here you. in your school, and uh, look forward to coming back and Cheers. see how it's uh, doing in the future. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. welcome back anytime. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, again, thanks, Stephen, for hanging out and talking. Mm. And uh, to all you listeners out there, you can find uh, this uh, Dad Club Japan podcast on uh, any of the listening platforms that you prefer, probably. And uh, maybe up on YouTube later on. And more Dad Club Japan podcast content on Twitter and Instagram. So uh, thanks for listening again, everybody. And I hope you've enjoyed hearing Steve and I talk. And we will call it a day here. Thanks very much again, thank everyone. Thank you. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, <laughs> there it is. And uh, from Joel to all you listeners out there, sayonara.